This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! edition of the High Hopes Podcast presented by Miller Lite, official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies. And how about those Philadelphia Phillies, Jack Fritz, of course, on High Hopes Watch Night. And shout out to Gleason's Bar. Shout out to everyone who came out. We had the best time. You know, so many people came out. We we uh, obviously, you know, we're having a lot of fun until they blew the game. Um, more on, on the watch party later, we have a, you know, an issue that we got to get into obviously. Right. Um, but they blow that game and, you know, we're all kind of down cause they had won the two before and, and, you know, they went two or three from the morons, but it felt like they lost two or three cause of that game. And then they come back and they handle business this weekend, Jack, they win three big games with the Nats. They gain their lead on the Padres, gain, you know, increase early on the Padres, increase early on the Brewers. There's 22 games left to play. They're three and a half up on the Brewers, which is really four and a half with the, the you know, tiebreaker. And they're one and a half, which is really two and a half up on the Padres. I mean, like, you know, everyone knows we all know September, all that stuff, freaking out. But like, man, like. We're really close to this freaking happening, Jack. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. I, I really am. And I got to be honest with you, as always, we we never lie to the High Hopes listeners. We we be as honest as 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 we to a fault sometimes are. And yeah, uh, to our detriment sometimes. I was in a really really bad Phillies fan place. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. I could tell that tweet you put out where you were talking about them, you know, limping along instead of being good. I don't remember how you phrase it, but like I could I could feel that tweet, if well, you know what I mean. It's basically like they're they're surviving rather than thriving. That's what it is. Yes. And I cuz I I guess we've been waiting so long for this pennant race or this 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 uh this uh playoff appearance thing to be over. Like we've been waiting so long. And I feel like you know, I just wanted to be I wanted it to be special, James. Like I wanted it to be like they come they come roaring down the stretch and it feels like 07 and you know, it's not they don't make the playoffs just because the Brewers are incompetent or because the Padres are incompetent. I wanted them to earn it. Like if they won 90 games and got the second got the 5th seed or whatever or they win 90 games and got the the 6th seed, which I don't think is even possible anymore. Then it's like okay, that's like a really good, that's a, a really really good season. And most years, that is good enough for them to be, you know, uh, in the division run or whatever. And I was kind of getting to the point where it was like, okay, they're gonna win 86 games. The Brewers are incompetent, so they'll get in because of that, and they'll probably lose in the first round. And I was just like, I was just down because I wanted them to to, to really push through and like give us a real sense of like, okay. We know this isn't going to be the year, but next year can be okay. A, a legitimate playoff, a legitimate like World Series, whatever kind of kind of season from from Jump Street, and it just wasn't feeling that way with the Marlins series. Um, you know, even the games they won, they won by like one run, and then Robertson blows that, and it's like, well, this sucks. You know, this doesn't feel the same. So that's why you know I felt like this last National Series, it was like, okay, this is the baseball team I feel like I'd watched for a majority of the season. Yeah, big hits, you know, coming through in moments, waiting out the longest in-game rain delay in Philly's yep. history. 
Um, and again, bouncing back, and, and I've said this multiple times on the pod, but I'll, I'll say it again because I believe it so strongly right now is, you know, play, uh, fans can't complain for the last four years or whatever it is they've been competing since 2018. Now, oh, they always lose to the Marlins when it matters. They always lose to the Nationals down the stretch. They can't beat the good teams. That's why they don't make the playoffs. And then turn around this year and say, oh, they're only beating bad teams. No, they're doing what good teams do. They're handling business that's how good teams make the playoffs they rack up wins against bad teams and then they play as well as they can against the other ones you know it's part of being a good baseball team and especially in the way they they're doing it you know to have that loss that night you know with robertson blowing it with the Rees play which was just a disastrous Ugh. play you know it, it just felt like old school phillies like it was one of those nights right against the marlins like extra you know, I keep talking about the September sense memory. It was a September game against the Marlins and they blew it with a bullpen and bad defense. It was just like, you know, you get like chills thinking about how, how familiar it feels. And then, and, and then they bounce back and they handle business against nationals. And look, I know, you know, they got the Marlins the next three, but then it gets real for, for nine. They got seven against the Braves, uh, two against Toronto. And there both of those teams, obviously fighting for playoff positioning, blue Jays fighting to stay in and get in the Braves, you know, fighting for the division still, um, so those are really big, meaningful games, and I'm really excited to see how the Phillies respond to those. But you know, all they can do right now is beat these bad teams on the schedule and handle their business. And every time we think like they're starting to to flag a little bit or starting to and look again with with losing Wheeler and Sir Anthony at the same time, right when you get Harper back and Harper, you know, only starting to show signs of life this weekend, really. Um, you know, it's not that surprising that they looked a little a little flat and all that. And thank God Sir Anthony's back. So I think. As we talked about, I think that was even the bigger injury, at least for the regular season, you know, again, to that Robertson blown save, you know, um, you know, just everyone having to push more and, and the, yeah. the roles not being defined. But um, I think it was just really heartening to see this team, you know, kind of bounce back and fight. And now they've won five of six and they got the Marlins. And then, you know, they're really close. I mean, they've put themselves. That's why they're in position to make the playoffs, Jack. That's why they're three and a half. We keep talking about the Brewers blowing games against the Rockies or against the D-backs or against the whatever. We keep talking about, you know, the the Padres. Now, granted, they, they blowed games against the Dodgers this weekend and have a tougher schedule, but you know, the Phillies are handling business and, and it's exciting, but it feels weird too. Cause it's hard to trust it because we're Phillies fans. Yeah, I know. Um, and you know, I guess my hope is that that little weird stretch there when Sir Anthony was out and Wheeler was out, it's like, yeah, we're starting to see those guys are pretty damn valuable, you know? And they are. <laughs> like, Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Your best pitcher and your best reliever. Yeah. And the guy that can just shut down a game whenever he wants. Yeah. And, and Sir Anthony, yeah. you know, except for the one red game, whatever. Um, and he was like the anchor of the bullpen, yes. it feels like. It, right? Like, yes. that's what I think the takeaway was from him being out is that everything else gets screwed up when he's not there to do the most important stuff whenever it needs to be done. Yeah. And it just gives them so much flexibility. I mean, yesterday is like a minor example, but, you know, he can go out and face the eighth inning and then leave the, the ninth inning for Robertson. Obviously, you hope that, you know, yesterday I was hoping, like, all right, I would love to get Robertson through the weekend where you can just sit him and you have the off day Monday and then come back and he has like, what, four or five days off straight um, heading into this, this important little stretch here. But it was a, it was one of those calm down for me weekends. It really was. Um, Cause I, I genuinely felt like they were teetering, you know, last week and before that on, you know, maybe, maybe they really are going to collapse again. 
And what they did Friday, Saturday, yesterday was just weird. Like, I don't really know how to like Nola pitched two innings and then there was a three and a half hour rain delay yeah. and Hoskins had a big homer and, and Boehm obviously had the big homer late. Like winning that game is impressive, but at the same time, like you are facing, you know, the nationals. So it's totally. not, it's not, but I do, I will say the, the Boehm homer and like the vibe and the way the team, you know, reacted and all that, like that is the kind of stuff you want to see. And I agree that game was just weird, but that was a big hit in that spot and they responded and then shut the game down. So while it wasn't like, you know, a super impressive, I still do take something away from well, it. You know I mean. Because like uh, in years past, they would just roll over and lose that game. Right. I mean, yep. like they would just be like, oh, whatever. We already took two or three. No need to worry about taking this one. Um, and they would just like move on to the next one. But really the first two games before that, it was like, okay, they pounced on Eric Fetty, like for the thousandth time. Like, has Eric Fetty ever beaten the Phillies? Like, no <laughs> shot, right? I mean, there's no shot that Eric Fetty's ever no. beaten the Phillies. I, so. I just every time I watch Eric Fetty pitch against us, it's like, okay, Bryce is going deep and like he's gonna go maybe three and a third. Um and you know, it was it was it was kind of close. Like the Nationals came back, made it close for a second there. And then, you know, Schwarber hits a home run. It's like, okay, they got it. You know, it's been a, it's been a while since I had the, okay, they got it kind of win. And that's what Saturday did for me. Like, Ranger, again, you know, is fine. He, he's not doing the same stuff that he was, you know, where, where he after he came back off the IEL, I think he had like an ERA under two for like a month and a half, two months there. And he just, the last four starts just haven't totally looked the same. Um, but he's fine. I mean, at least it wasn't like a total blow up in the fourth and he, he got through and, and took down some, some innings for this team. Um, but yeah, it was one of those, like, you know, it's okay to still think this team is, is better and different even without Sir Anthony back yet. And even without Wheeler. So, uh, it was a big, you know, Jack calm down. We're, we're all right. Cause I, again, I was in a dark place last week with this base, with this team. Um, so, uh, shout out to the Phils and I, honestly, James, like the nationals for as, as hilariously bad as they were, they're frisky. They're fine. They're one of those young teams. It's like CJ Abrams has come up and like, I thought CJ Abrams was like bad. Um, mostly cause I own him in fantasy and like, he just didn't turn out but to yeah, be. He's, he's, he can, fi- he can play the field. I almost cursed. Yeah, I know dude, his defense was absurd. Yeah, he is, he is. He is super impressive out there. Yeah, and like Joey Manessas was like kind of scary. I was like, oh my gosh! Like I didn't think I'd be Your so. Af- I didn't think I'd be so afraid of Joey Manessas, who one member of this podcast said was going to be the next, uh, the next Max Muncy for the Joey Phillies. Joey Manessas is going up. I'm I'm in my fantasy playoffs this week, and the guy I'm playing, who is a high hopes listener by the way, has Joey Manessas on his team yep. against me. It's like, how is Joey Manessas a part of a fantasy playoffs? Like, what is happening? Oh, because he's batting like three thirty. No, I think he's been insane. I think that's how. But you have like. Abrams, and then I like Lane Thomas a lot. I I, I think he's eventually going to be a pretty good player. Manessas, like they had Manessas, Boyd Cruz, and I was like, am I kind of afraid of the Nationals here? Um, but you know, they they developed some friskiness. They're not as much of a disaster as they were in 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 uh, weeks past, and they just they competed against the Cardinals. So it wasn't as much like I was actually nervous heading into it. Like I was, I kind of had the same feel heading into the National Series as I had feeling into. Uh, the Diamondback series. So, you know, I'm glad to see that that feeling was totally off. Yeah. It's pretty funny this year on this pod, like really for the first time in the history of the podcast of whatever four or five years it's been or whatever we've been doing it. It's like the roles have flipped. I've been a little bit more, uh, even keeled with this stuff and you've been really like down in the dumps a few times, man, like really gone down there. Well, Um, let me explain. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. Please, please. 
it's because I care so much about ending this thing. Yeah, like it's 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 just you and I and our listeners. Like there's there's no we're not putting on fronts here. Like I l- love them. Like I like <laughs> no, I. No one who listens to this Bob would ever question that. Like I love this baseball team and like they're so close like i it's again james the last time they were in this position i know was my senior year of i was gonna high say school. you're like a child i i do you know it is crazy to think about that well and like, i your your age that you are now is how i will how old i was during their run you know what i mean right yeah. And I keep and I keep portraying this confidence on the air where it's like, let me lead you through (laughs) what a like what a a a pennant race feels like. I have no idea what a pennant race feels like. That makes so much sense. Why I have so much more even guilt. Like this makes. I'm so happy I brought this up because you're absolutely right. This is like the exact explanation for it. It's perfect. Like. I, I think I know what it feels like, but ever ever since everyone I whenever I see something go wrong, I'm like, well, there it is, you know. That, <laughs> there's where it all comes crumbling down. Um, so listen, oh, I, all I try to do, James, is I try to put on a brave face. I try to sit there, <laughs> I try to sit there and say everything's gonna be okay. But I mean, inside my yeah. inside my insides are are uh, tumultuous. It's not going great. Oh, good. So well, look. I needed you know, I that. I needed that weekend. The last decade is right there with you, buddy. I, I, no matter how uh, how much more confidence we could display. <laughs> yeah, I needed that. Again, long story short, needed that weekend. Really did. Yeah. Like needed that weekend, especially because I know, and I can already feel it, James. And it's it's just it's already crushing my soul. It's already just destroying me inside. But I can f- just feel the interest being lost because of the Eagles being. Back. Oh yeah. And oh, like yeah. it makes me so annoyed. So I, I needed them to do that this weekend, so that hopefully they go down to Miami, and then that that big like Braves Jays Braves. It feels yep. like a freaking real like when the Braves come here in September. Yep, the whatever. four game series. It's a four game series here, man. I'm saying, especially it- if they can play well over those five games before against the Braves and the the Jays, whether it's three and two and it looks good or four and one somehow or something over those games. Like, like there should be real excitement about that series. Well, and, and James, I'm, I, I'm sure there's people at the Phillies that listen to this podcast and, you know, they value what we say because we are leaders of a fan base and we, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we always are just so brave. And, <laughs> some, of, some of the things you said, and we're so brave and level headed with this team, but yes, um, that is true. I just would like to say this. That when the Braves come here for four games, I need you to bring back the rally towels for that oh, series. Oh wow! That series, wow. I need because here's the God's honest truth, James. Oh, that's a big ass, buddy. We might not get a playoff game here. And- oh, it's a, yeah. You know what? That and then they have the big road trip to end the season. Um, it's kind of like the the end of the season at home. Um, wow. It's a a really interesting point. Jack. I need to feel it, man. I need to feel it again. What it would, what it's like to have the rally towels going and have the city all back on. Like, and they need to put it out a couple days in advance too. Like, we're bringing them back for this game or this weekend so that the fans are in, are in preparation for it, and we can jam pack that place and and steal some of the headlines back from the from the Eagles. Because I I think I think a lot of the reason why, you know, the people have talked about the attendance and all of that. But, you know, them going on the road 
and losing the way they did the one and five road trip. I think it just took the wind out of the sails of a lot of this fan base. And like, it kind of made the whole, like, do I really want to go to the ballpark? Like, yeah, they're in it, but is it going to be like the Eagles run last year? Like I need, we need some wind at our sails again, uh, heading down the stretch run here. Yeah. All right. First of all, co-sign this idea, official high hopes. Declaration. Yeah. I thought it was, well, I thought it was bold to ask for a non-playoff game, obviously, but I didn't think about the fact that, you know, three playoff games on the road, who knows what happens. Um, well, listen, man, it's around this time in 07 that they brought him out for the national yeah. series. It's a, and again, it's the Braves. I think part of it too is, you know, that West Coast series and also just them playing, you know, some unexciting opponents. There have been some rainy nights, some weird nights. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. A hundred percent in on this official high hopes position. Bring back the rally towels for the Brave series. <laughs> yes. Very, very, very Done. important. I'm sure they'll I'm Done. sure they'll they'll agree. Yeah. And 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 you can just pretend like we never even said it. You right. don't have to act like it was it was a high hopes idea. You can but just if say you, it was right. Yeah. But if you want to put on the Jumbotron, like thank you, James and Jack, for the idea, we would, you know, take that. Yeah. Also, you know, another thought, you know, after that the last like massive series we had here with the, you know, the Mets and the um, let's say gaff, um, to put it nicely, the, 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 the first pitch gaff, um, you know, so to speak with a, a fan of another team, yes. maybe bring in, you know, two, you know, fans of your team who have a podcast and maybe have them throw out a first pitch at that series. What do you think about that as an idea, Jack Fritz? Yeah. The only uh, downside would be like, <laughs> I, I really just, I really just wanted to be me. And then, yeah, that's right. And I could just stand next. Yeah, to like I'm just the guy you do the podcast with. Well, again, like I don't like. Please don't make this about you. Make it more about me. <laughs> and like you know, let me have that moment, and you be a, a part of that. I think that'd be it's good. Incredibly selfish of you. I really. And and good. if I, again, if I'm given that opportunity, I will throw it at least 75 miles an hour, yes. and I will knock yes. the fanatic over for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like the fanatic would come out to catch your first pitch. You're getting a whoever the bullpen catcher is. Yeah. Right, dude. Yeah, dude. If Angelo, yeah. If Angelo got Larry Boa, I'm at least getting. No, they're they're sending out like um you know some equipment guy who you know, the guy who's in charge of getting the mitts ready for for the players. You know, a little extra workout or something. Won't won't be much of a workout. Well, what if you're there? Do you get someone better? No, I don't think so. I think. I mean, I think if we're out there together. We guess first off, we definitely get a standing ovation. See, right? but you know, you know, you didn't want to do it together. We get a standing ovation. Do 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 we get a standing ovation and do like you know everyone start weeping in the stands? Like, oh, there they are. The the two leaders of the Phillies are good movement, but one of them was kind of wavering last week. Uh, people. You and and just admitted not you know ten minutes ago that. <laughs> Has zero faith in anything at any point and is literally just flying by the seat of his pants right now. I love it. It's great. All right. Leaders. <laughs> As we quickly veer away from this this topic, um, is Bryce Harper back? Yeah. I mean, it was about the two week mark, right? Where it was like, okay, like, oh, the, remember the first week and a half? It's like, oh, he's bad. And, you know, he's, he forgot how to hit, apparently. And like, oh, are they better without Bryce? Deep breaths. As we yeah, that was that was annoying. That was a. I rarely am like, oh, I'm annoyed by a take that's out there. That actually annoyed me. 
And you know me, never had that thought cross my mind once <laughs> as, as, as my world is crumbling down around me. Um, but, but I mean, in general, in all, in all, uh, is it genuinity? That's not how it is. It's not even <laughs> close, is it? No, I mean, there's Genu genuine, genuine. In all genuineness? Like sure, that works. In all genuinity. <laughs> <laughs> No, in all genuineness, uh, I never doubted Bryce. I always thought he was going to be fine, and it was good to see him take. I think, like, anytime Bryce is going through a bit of a, a slump, I don't know if, I, again, I don't know how much pull we have with Major League Baseball, but given that we're going to throw We're really out, asking a lot <laughs> But given we, that we're, we're really testing the limits of the... What I'm going to guess is a far lower amount of pull than, than than we are talking about in any of these situations. But go ahead. Well, given that we're going to throw out the first pitch in a couple of weeks here for the Braves <laughs> series, like I, I know I'm testing my luck here, but if, if Bryce is ever going through a mini slump, if I could just request from the Major League Baseball schedule makers to have the Nationals come here mm -hmm. with Eric Fetty on the mound, yep. Yep. I think I would really appreciate it and I'll get Bryce back to being Bryce. So... Um, yeah, anytime that Bryce is ever in a in a downturn, I just fully expect here comes Eric Fetty to make everything okay again. Yeah, he's definitely been the elixir. And it was nice to see him hit that one on Sunday, too, that you didn't get out but was to a similar part of the field, and he rocketed it again. He's starting to get that power back. Look, we talked about like this injury. You know, It's not just that it, you know, it took him a little while to get his timing back and all that. That's part of it. But this injury is tough to get that power back right away, and it might even take more time for him to really get it as consistently um, but I thought it was an awesome, awesome sign to see. And, you know, if he can get, you know, kind of use this last, you know, three weeks of the season, really, you know, almost a month, but three weeks of the season left, whatever it is, when the season ends like October 5th um, and really kind of, you know, get get back into to real shape and really kind of getting that power back. Um, you know, it's just it, it would be really exciting because we've talked so much about you know, when he came here. Um, about Bryce in the playoffs as a Philly and and how cool that was going to be and how much we were looking forward to it. And the dude won an MVP already, and he hasn't played in the playoffs as a Philly. Um, funny enough, because the injury this year has not played in the All-Star game as a Philly either. Um, but, you know, after the injury and not really knowing when he would come back, how he would look when he came back and all that, if he can really kind of get it together and and be a force by the time the playoffs start. It would just be, you know, obviously be great for the team, but I, I would just be really happy for that dude because, you know, he has come here and, you know, really answered the bell other than, you know, a couple moments not running recently <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, he really has been a model like Philly. Yeah. You know, he's he's gone out of his way to say all the right things, do all the right things, to be a great teammate, to, you know, most almost always hustle, almost always, you know, uh, take accountability for, for issues, mistakes, whatever. Um, I, I just think he deserves it after all that he worked to get back. If he could kind of, you know, get, get grooving again by the playoffs. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm praying for it, man. Cause I like we're there dude. And, and Harper's back and, um, it would just be an awesome story. Well, it'd be nothing better than the stretch run here. Uh, you get Bryce going again, you get Wheeler makes probably what at this point, two starts. Can, can, get, can I, get two starts? That I think that's the, the goal, right? They said that. You know, he's probably not going to be back before that Toronto series at the earliest, um, you know, so not on the road trip. Um, but, you know, I, if they can get him back by that brave series, you know, you could definitely get him two starts. And even if it's after, you could probably get him squeeze two starts and maybe um, we'll see. You know, I, I think uh, it's hard to tell how much they're kind of just stringing this out and how much he's not ready, you know? Yeah. So. 
But I will say, like, they've gotten they've gotten surprisingly lucky with injuries this year. Like, I know some guys have missed time, but like Bryce avoided Tommy John surgery because he can be the DH. Zach Wheeler avoided Tommy John surgery. It seems like, obviously, knock on wood, but the fact that you know he's moving back to uh, 120 feet, throwing a bullpen, and it could make a rehab start this week. I think that should suggest that he avoided Tommy John surgery. And then like Sir Anthony Dominguez. A year, year. I mean, it's almost like what two years now. Yeah. Um, you know, like he has the minor little arm thing and is packed throwing like ninety eight to hundred yesterday. Um, you hope that Ranger's fine. I, I can't, I can't get a good read on it. I can't tell if he's going through a slump or if his back is bothering him. I know it was wrapped heavily uh, before the Diamondback start, but I thought he did a better job against the Nationals, so maybe he kind of pitched his way through it. Um, but overall, like they've, they've gotten pretty lucky injury wise. Um, you know, the, the fact that Wheeler is probably back soon, Sir Anthony didn't miss much and has come back and is just fine. And, and Harper, same kind of thing. I mean, we, we, we had two different instances that could have ended Harper's year, whether it was the hand and, or, or the Tommy John possible Mm -hmm. surgery. And they got lucky with both of them. And heading into the stretch run here, like given the lead they have and, and all of that, like they have a pretty good ability to plan this whole thing out to where they're not overworking guys, to where they can get guys work where it's not, you know, uh, you know they can they can stretch out the rotation. They go they can go to six man if they want to. Like Zach Eflin's back now. You know they can have him start a game and then have Falter piggyback off him or Griff piggyback on him. And they should down the stretch run here be able to manage these innings to where no one's being overworked heading into the postseason. Yeah. And again, you know, obviously, you know, we know that they need to handle business and get there. But if they can, you know, maintain a lead, you know, against the Brewers or, or the Padres or whatever, and you'll be able to kind of set their rotation up for the, the playoffs, it would actually be pretty wild. There's a scenario where the Braves and Mets are battling to the last day for the division and have to use their starters and whichever team loses could go up against a Phillies rotation that's fully rest and ready to roll in the wild card series. So you know, there, there are some there's some weird ways this Are you out, laying out the case for the Phillies <laughs> winning in the wild card round? <laughs> look, I won't get there yet. People get really mad. I look, I neighbor Dan, and this is a good way to 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 mention uh the the watch party, and we'll get to the take bag in a sec. Um but as we were driving out to the watch party, shout out to Neighbor Dan for driving me. Freaking rule. James came along. His buddy James, who's now our buddy too. Great guy. Um, we um, uh, drove out there and, you know, he was like, I just can't hear this stuff. He's like, I can't think about them maybe. Because I also said, you know, that we keep talking about the Houston series. No, Houston could have the AL top seed locked up by then. They might rest their guys. I was like, what if the Phillies could rest their guys? I mean, they're three and a half up now. Like, if it just plays out this way, theoretically, they could rest their guys. And everybody was like, we, you can't do that. I'm not okay with this. We can't. I, I can't think that way. Are so we having a rest off? Like, <laughs> all those people who are like neighbor Dan, I apologize for even bringing it up. But like, look, they're they're in a really nice spot. They're 22 games. And look, we've seen crazy stuff, 7 and 17, all that. But they're, they're 22 games left to play. And they have a, a three and a half, which is really a four and a half game lead on the, on the, the final wild card spot. I mean, that's... It's a really nice spot to be in, especially with three against the Marlins left, with more against um, the Nats left, the Cubs left, like all that stuff. They got some, and they still got some opportunities left. So, well, um, and the Padres have like a really tough schedule, an insane schedule. They have the Dodgers again. Um, they have, you know, uh, um, other teams out. Like uh, I think they play Seattle coming up. 
They have to play the Cardinals, I believe. Like, it's tough. Uh, so, and the Brave, the Brewers' next stretch, their toughest stretch, their schedule isn't that hard. But right now, coming up, they have a stretch of, I think it's like um, two against the Cardinals and then six straight against the Mets and Yankees. So, you know, those are tough games, too. So, if you can win in Miami and maybe seal a, a couple games in Atlanta, you know, and the Brewers have that tough part, maybe you've created such enough distance that. When you get to that tough part all of the right, schedule, right, 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 right. you can't. I, I can't hear you say they create enough distance. That's no. I know. I'm just. I'm just talking. I'm just. Talking. <laughs> I'm just saying potential things. Again, <laughs> the main point of what I was saying is, I'm gonna let it play out. Well, it's pretty, listen. It's pretty exciting to think about the potential. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I, I'm mostly with you, but still, you, you. Doing that last like minute, like just a shiver went right down the middle middle of my spine. I know, I know. Like it and really, I, I'm that's not being, I'm not being like, I'm not joking around. Like I, I'm legitimately nervous. Like I, I want to cut this audio when the Phils blow it and have to relive this over and over again. Um, but either way, I'm the leader of this movement that the Phillies are good and everything's fine all the time. So, um, the Padres they go Mariners, D-backs, Cardinals, Rockies. Uh, Dodgers, White Sox, uh, and then Giants to close out the season. So that's not a not an easy stretch to finish out the year. Yeah. So this, look again. The Phillies have to do it. Yeah. In September. Anything can happen. But yeah. the point is, the Phillies have put themselves in a good position to do it. All right. Um, shout out to Gleason's Bar. Shout out to Miller Lite for making it happen. We had the best time out for the watch party. Other than the Phillies, it was like the first old school high hopes event. Yeah. Good uh, to be back. Season. We hadn't lost yet. We were undefeated. It was bound to happen. A brutal way to lose, uh, but a great time. Everyone came out. Milt Thompson and Gary Matt, the Sarge and Milt Thompson come out there. We were like, oh, Sarge will be there. And then like Milt Thompson just showed up. What a delightful guy Milt was. Um, obviously, so many awesome people came out. So many, you know, of the people we, uh, you know, love to see at these events. And, uh, you know, it kind of feels every time, Jack, like it's, uh, you know, it's like a High Hopes family there. Um, I will say, one member of the family, notably absent oh, yes. again. I'm just saying again, yep. Lisa, I mean, we call her out after the last high ups watch party. Her son, Michael drove all the way from Philly to skip back to come hang out with us at, you know, Mike, Michael's man. Um, and you know, we gave her grief. We joked around. She's mm -hmm. like, Oh, I won't do it again. Yep. And then, and then, uh, this watch party, Michael's like, not only is she not here, but she actually had her plans canceled and she had a wide open night and just didn't come. Yep. So, you know, it, it was noticed. I'm just saying. Yeah. And you, you began to question everything you thought you knew before, right? <laughs> like you thought you could trust people. And then, and then Lisa doesn't show up to the watch party. So, um, once again, more disappointment from Lisa, but you know, what can you expect at this point? And, and frankly, her word doesn't mean anything. Um, so, you know, the, her word, her word just is no longer, you know, I can no longer trust it. So it, it's, it's quite disappointing. Um, but for everyone else that came, you know, Mike came and all of our usual people, uh, it's just, it's nice walking in and seeing our people being like, you know, it's, it's good to be home. Um, yeah. so it was great as always. And some new people of course came by. Uh, this, uh, these two guys, big fan of all the bits on this, this little podcast that we have, you know, they're asking me about all the bits. I was bits, like, listen, huh? <laughs> listen, there's no, bits. there's a lot of little bits that, that go on with the show. Um, so that was funny. And, uh, of course. Gleason's was awesome. Really good cheesesteaks. I, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Like the cheesesteak was amazing, dude. It yeah. Was so good. Um, 
And I I finally realized that I don't know why it took me so long. I didn't really think of it till I was eating the cheesesteak. I was like, you know what? Big fan of the slab rather than the chopped meat on a cheesesteak. I'm a slab meat guy rather than a chopped meat on a cheesesteak. Yeah, I'm a slab guy too. I agree 100%. Finally, we find some common ground on cheesesteaks. And about, I would like to. Mustard, like a psychopath. <laughs> there was no mustard around, sadly, because that would have. Yeah, just... I would I would have knocked it out of your hand. The owner was there. He was awesome. He was being so, so nice to us. If you had tried to put mustard on his cheesesteak, I would have slapped it out of your hand. Now, there were some accusations uh, flying around. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently not just accusations, like just truths, facts. Is what I, like, I mean, what are you talking about? You admitted it. So there are some accusations that uh, were, <laughs> were flying around that I had a wing and then I put it back into the... Multiple wings were what the accusations said. Yeah. And then I put it back into the wing thing. And my... Own... On the plate with all the other wings instead of on the, the plate with all the bones that, you know, any sane human is going to put it on. <laughs> Here's when my. It's being shared by a bunch of people. Yeah. Here's my defense. <laughs> no, there's a defense. Here's my defense. Uh, your defense should be: I apologize. I'll never do it again. Let's hear what you got. Well, that, but also, <laughs> but also, I thought it was mine. I thought the whole thing was mine. Ah, uh, okay. So, All right, that's a decent defense. All right, that's that's a decent defense. Yeah, I didn't I think mean, it was. I think it was sharing. I'm not a big share wing guy. <laughs> like I usually just eat wings for myself. Um, yeah, so frankly, right there. Yeah, so I don't like to make things about me, yeah. but um, yeah, we could tell already. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the I'm not a psycho. I just thought all the wings were mine. <laughs> okay, that's actually a very fair defense. Assuming you're telling the truth, I'll let you slide on this one. Thank you. Um, all right, again, thank you to Gleason's. It really was a great time. If you're ever in Levittown or around that area, like again, great cheesesteaks. The wings were awesome. Uh, $3 Miller Lite uh, during Fillers games. Um, uh, it was it was really an awesome time. So, um, all right, Fritzy, take back. All right. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, James, because there is a developing superstar on this baseball team that needs to play oh, a lot. What are they going to do with Edmundo Sosa? Like, I, know. I don't want him I know. playing. I don't want him playing over Stadi because I think he's Stassi becoming him. like a cult favorite here, you know? I know. And he, like, I love every, every time he puts a ball in play, like, I, I love his energy, lo love everything about him, love the defense, obviously. Starting to hit it a little bit. The name Edmundo. Yeah, he's name. like, it is a great name. All timer. Um, and like he's hot right now, so I wonder. Like I, that's the it's the it's the problem with Bryce and the DH thing, is like he can't play the field. So I mean, you can't play unless you're committed to like Bohm on the bench or Bohm with the DH. But then you're taking Bryce. Like it's just I don't know how they play him. Um, but the fact the fact that they have this much depth. I think is is part of the reason why this team is in a much better spot and they've been able to sustain a lot of the injuries is like, yeah, a guy goes out, bang, and Mundo Sosa steps up or Matt Veerling steps up or, you know, part of the Phillies daycare or whatever or some of these bullpen guys like Bilotti comes out of nowhere. Like, they're just, they're so much more well-constructed than years past. Um, and, and Mundo Sosa just, like, is adding to the depth of this team. Yeah, and again, you know, we've talked about it so many times over the years and, um, so many times this year, but have, finally having those guys now, every good team ever has those guys, you know, every winning team has, 
you know, the Eric Bruntlets and, you know, the guys who who make the little contributions, who can fill in, who can be a defensive replacement late, who can be a pinch runner, who can do this, that, whatever. You know, those guys who really help, especially when it comes playoff time. Like, those guys are so important when it's situational baseball time, when the pitching is more important, the defense is more important. You know, like, all that stuff, it, it just becomes so much more important um, when the games get tighter and, and every pitch is, is, you know, focused on and all that. So, yeah, it's it's a really it's a good question, but I I certainly think he's a valuable guy to this team this year, and you know look Thompson seems like he's doing a good job of, um you know because I'm with you I, you we want Sutton Lamb every day like he should be playing every day at this point in his career and especially where the Phillies are and what he's done and what he's shown I mean he's just been awesome, but it's like also like Mundo's really good too and he does things and he's been great when he puts him in so I think he's riding it well, um past this season I think Stott's the guy. Um, and I think, you know, if Sosa wants to be a, uh, you know, bench guy who, who comes in and does stuff, I, I appreciate it. I think that's his ultimate destiny. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, you know, baseball is a game of hot streak. Sometimes some, we were to Jack Fritz and I, as Jack, you know, did a good job of not being too nervous or nope. uncomfortable around, around, uh, his idols. Uh, we actually talked to Milt Thompson about, you know, the time where he, he hit like uh, 500 over a 50 game stretch. And we were talking about where he's he like, he was, we were like, was, was it just like a beach ball coming out? He's like, yep, yep, it was. And we were just like, so like, you know, so Edmundo's locked in right now. Maybe it's not Milt Thompson beach ball, but he's seeing the ball really well right now. And, and he's, you know, on a streak. And sometimes it's about rocking those streaks, you know? Yeah. And I just, uh, again, I just like that they have. Like, like a couple years ago, if, if anyone went down, they're bringing up like absolute scrubs in minor leagues, totally. and now it's like we need to find a way to get a Mundo Sosa in the lineup and and possibly bench someone that's a you know more touted hitter or whatever. So, just a good spot for this baseball team to be at. Someone that's not a bench player and someone that could be a key contributor to this team going forward that is finally starting to look comfortable is one Brandon Marsh. Yeah, uh, buddy. I mean, he had the homer. He could have had two homers. Oppo. Yeah, he could, the the at bat before that, he could have been out on almost any other night. Uh, hit off the top of the fence. Um, you know, just he he he's starting to just calm down. You know, he's he's. I think they they you know he got hurt there a little bit. Um, now he feels more comfortable, more settled in. And I just think the A, I think the Angels kind of just screwed him up. Like they had a, they had a whole bunch of people out there trying to tell him what to do, and he couldn't just be Brandon Marsh. And I think what you're seeing with Kevin Long, they've kind of uh, they've kind of simplified everything for him. You know, the 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 leg kicks way down. You know, it just looks more comfortable at the plate. Um, and he, they only have like one voice really, just kind of being in his ear, telling him this is going to be, this is you. You know, get back to being that guy. And you know, when he was here at the beginning, it was a lot of soft contact, like he was getting hits. Now this last weekend, it was like, all right, he's starting to drive the baseball a little bit. He's even doing that down in Arizona. Um, he went off in Arizona. So um, I, I really, really like watching Brandon March. And again, like them fixing him and figuring that out would be such a massive win for the, the direction and the development of this organization. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you said it at the time, like, could this be a, you know, it's like a Dave Dombrowski trade, you know, that kind of. One that we're like, wait, what? And then, you know, you look into it, it makes more sense. And and then, you know, and it was a betting on their their development staff and and betting on their their coaching. And, you know, you look at a team like the Angels and it's like, 
you know, looking around at baseball and saying, all right, what what organizations do I think probably has talent that is undervalued in it and they're not getting the most out of? The Angels are probably one of the first teams you'd look at, right? <laughs> you know, how many prospects have they developed? Um, you know, so I, I think it was a really smart move to go look around a guy, a former, like we talked about, top 50 prospect, top 100 prospect in baseball. Um, and saying that guy's good and young and he's being um, you know misused and they're not getting the most out of him and and bringing him here and getting the most out of him. And that's that's smart. It's smart baseball, Jack. Yeah. Uh, although Logan Hoppy is still going off for the Angels. Yeah, so. Logan Hoppy's still good, I think. So, you know, it, it is what it is. He was blocked and it is what it is. But, um, you know, I think Marsh a lot better than a lot of people thought right when that trade happened, including me, before I kind of got into yeah. it and we did the pod. And Mickey's playing pretty well. He's he's batting leadoff yesterday for the uh, Angels. Ow, Mick. Yeah, batted leadoff, had a triple, and then uh, Otani drove him home with a homer. So, um, yeah, that was nice. Shout out to Mick. Um, Shout out to Mick, our fave. Uh, it's so weird, again, watching yesterday. It, it's just so weird, the amount of trust that I have in Jose Alvarado to just, like, figure it out and throw strikes. I mean, given what we've seen the last couple of years, him just even when he starts walking people it's like oh i'll figure it out and here's a hundred on the corner or here's like a a cutter for a strike i can't believe how much i trust jose alvarado um and it's a place frankly james i never thought i'd be at yeah i remember i asked you you know i don't know a couple months ago you know is he do we trust him like you know guy i still can't you know and we kind of talked it out and we started saying we were and like He's just kind of been really good since then, you know, and he's had like a couple moments here and there and that, you know, brings back the memories. And you know, I think we kind of maybe overrate those. He's been awesome. He's just really good. And I'm with you. You know, he's probably their third best reliever. He's probably the guy I trust the third most on this team. And that is unbelievable, especially because it's not it's not because there's no one else to trust. Like I trust Bilotti that, I, you know, Brogdon has had a, a bit of a you know tough spell lately. Still gotten the job done, but some some shaky innings. But I still trust Connor Brogdon. Like third guys, I trust Coonrod. I, I trust, but like I think Alvarado's third. I think it goes to Anthony Robertson Alvarado. Yeah, it seemed like um, I, I think Brogdon's going through a dead arm period. You know, like down to ninety four. He's been up to ninety six a little bit. Like I, I'm not. He kind of goes through these where it's like dominant and then kind of bad for a couple weeks and then he comes back and is fine. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah, it feels he, familiar. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I think he's going to be fine by the end of the month, hopefully, and uh, good hand heading into the playoffs. But it kind of feels like a lot of the guys have bounced back. Like Bilotti was showing some signs there of, of struggling. Um, he looks like he's back. Uh, Jose Arado never really struggles now, which is just a weird sentence to say. <laughs> uh, Nick Nelson, like, he's fine. He's like, you know, for his role, he's fine. Um, Chris Sanchez, I can't. I, <laughs> I'm i good. You know, with Eflin coming back, you know, Sanchez probably goes down. I think he actually yep. went down yesterday. So, um, and, and speaking of the bullpen, like, I, I'm just going to keep putting this in the take bag until I, I see it on a night in, night out basis or Coonrod. I'm more, dude, get Coonrod in high leverage spots. Like I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Like I don't, I don't need to see him in the sixth. I don't need to see him like when they're down by two or more or up by like five, like Sam Coonrod looks awesome. So uh, get him in some high leverage spots. Love it. Um, Love it. I agree. I legitimately think that, Andrew Painter is the best Phillies prospect I've seen in my entire life. I saw you tweet this. I don't and look. It, it looks like yeah. I mean, dude, it's, he just I mean, he, every level he, goes he keeps to. like moving up levels and he just keeps being unhittable. Dude, he's nineteen. 
He's 19. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. And he just went to double A. It was just like, hey, I guess what? I'm also the best pitcher here. <laughs> like, I know. like, what is this? It's so weird having it really is. an actually elite top level. And this isn't like Fritz hyperbole. Like, this isn't, I'm not making this up. Like, I've followed it pretty closely for the last couple of years. I've seen it, you know, the hype with the, and like, I could kind of find flaws in, in some of the prospects that have come up the last couple of years. Like, I think Painter might be flawless. Like, I really do. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. The guy has like a one ERA in, in double A at 19. Pitch, know, pitching like, at like Redding. He's, like a, a he's pitching at Redding, James. Strikeout for nine. It's insane. It's, it's insane. So I just, I don't, it's hard to plan out next year and like, well, how much do you want to rely on the young kids? You know, how much do you want to rely on Abel or, or Griff or, or Painter? Uh, I just like Painter just might be ready for it, you know? And I'd be shocked, honestly, if they kept all three. Like I, I could see an Abel move this off season, just like from the standpoint of, you know, it's unrealistic to expect all three to come up and be in the rotation and just like everything be fine. You know, maybe Abel, they use him and try to go get a Devers or, whatever and just kind of you know soup up the offense even more um but like who's to say painter can't just come up next year at 20 and just take off i mean uh Dabrowski did this with verlander he did it with bonderman like you know maybe painter just comes up and is ridiculous i don't know i, I don't really count out anything with andrew painter at this point yeah dude that's i'm with you uh, i look uh you're anti-prospect I mean... too so that's a big sentence yeah, that's me. Um, I, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just, it is, I, I'm with you, man. I don't ever remember a Phillies prospect where it was just this dominant from the moment he set foot in the minor leagues through multiple levels like this at this age. Like, I honestly, I don't remember it from a Phillies like prospect. Hamill's, I mean, Hamill's problem. Like again, like you said this before, like this is like, he's like, got a chance you know when when they do the you know top 100 prospects next year to start the season and all that stuff there's a chance he's the best pitching prospect in baseball like you know maybe a couple other guys like the you know grayson rodriguez if he still counts the prospect all those guys um but like there's a chance he's there and he's certainly going to be in the top 20 i would guess like i think that's almost a lock and the best part is that i was always behind them drafting him i was always oh, like yeah yeah uh, audio evidence is there go Don't get go andrew back and listen but it, trust us Go get Andrew Painter. And the yep. final thing here is that we, well, listen, we lost Mick, and it's like, okay, there goes one of our guys. And over the weekend, our guy, Jason Ochart, uh, is yeah. leaving the org. Uh, but I'll say this. Like, I think Jason's smart, and I think he's gotten the Phillies to a point where they are, you know, slowly catching up to these teams. I think they need more hitting talent in the system for this thing to really go. I just, I, I don't really totally see it. Um, but I think they're in a better spot. But my thing, like people were like, "Oh, are you are you down?" Like, no, like I, 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 I think Jason's awesome. I think he's really smart. I think teams are gonna he's gonna be hired by a team, you know, fast. I think someone's gonna hire him pretty quickly. Um, but I also think that Preston Mattingly is really good at his job. I think Dombrowski, like looking at what he knows when it comes to building a good good organization from top down, Philly's way, all of that. You know, I I just trust those guys to get it right. And I trust them to to get it right. So I'm not like despondent. I don't think I'm not like raising the red flags. I'm not like this is a, a big warning sign uh, because I think that the guys in, in charge now, like if this was still Clentac and McPhail and whoever's running the minor league system, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is all a disaster. Um, but I, I, I think they're in a good spot. I think J Jason helped them get to a good spot. And, uh, you know, I wish him well, obviously. 
but I think the Phil is still in a good spot. Yeah, what a what a wild spot to be in that un- unwavering confidence in the Phillies front office and their developmental staff to just do the right things. I mean, yes. it is it is something that maybe at no time in the you know, the, at least the the developmental staff, the front office at times, but so few times in the history of a Phillies fan's lifetime do they get to say a sentence like you just said, Jack. So that that's pretty cool. And I'm look, I'm with you. I've said, you know, many times um how much I think that, you know, Dombrowski you can quibble with some of the on-the-field stuff, and obviously this season's look better than others, um, better than you some that was last year, and that you know certain contract stuff, even though you know the JT contract looks better than it did before. That's for sure. We mm-hmm. were ripping it all the yeah exactly. Um, I think the the I said it a bunch, but I, I I firmly believe that by far the most important stuff Dombrowski has done since he's been here and will do while he's here is to set up the Phillies as a winning organization. He knows what a winning organization looks like, and he is building and building, and it, and it's been you know that the results so far have been clearly you know great i mean and we all feel good about mattingly and ani and you know the front office structure and obviously barber who was here before but you know they've been letting him do his thing um i feel really good i I, I agree with you with with where they're at and obviously we'll miss uh zoe coming into the podcast right now or what Uh, it's emily yelling to zoe if i'm not mistaken um (laughs) sounds like we gotta wrap this this thing up yeah definitely bedtime uh so this is good uh i will uh i will end real quick um and i'll let you do a final thought um but a uh, quick shout out to our guy pat mack pat oh Mack. yeah all in the games this weekend it was cool i had to be uh uh in and out um uh a lot so i was actually listening on the radio at fair man chat look shout out to our guy scott calling the games on tv and shout out to t mac being a big you know important national guy because he is super awesome with that stuff and it's great to see that and um but uh it was really cool you know pat's our guy and uh i, I thought he sounded yeah. awesome i thought he did a great job and poor patty uh what was it, like a three and a half hour rain delay yesterday so <laughs> oh, i'm sure he had to f- fill some time <laughs> the yeah i'm sure he had to fill some time well i mean listen listen i i like pat you know but you know where was the where was the save save me text you know i mean we could have hopped on <laughs> We could we could have easily done a live high hopes, you know, You're on right. the on the Phil's right. delay. So, you know, I don't know why Pat can't right throw us a bone. the Eagles game, neither of us had anything else we had to do. Who I've tried to tell you this a thousand times. Who cares about the Eagles? <laughs> this is a baseball town. The Phil's are hot, and the I the, feel like that might be the title of the podcast. Who cares about the Eagles? <laughs> the the attendance shows that people definitely uh, care more about the Phil's than the Eagles now, for sure. Uh, buddy. Uh, all right, you got any final thoughts? Final thought is uh, a series in Miami would usually cause me to send into a panic. I will try not to get too down. I still think this is a good baseball team, but I can't promise because, again, I'm on the edge. Yeah, and I mean, look, you know, I don't think there's any Phillies fan who could rationally, logically, truly say, oh, Phil's in Miami in September, no problem. Like, Sorry. They got it. You know, I have all the confidence in the world that this team is way better than the Marlins, and I think they're going to win at least two or three. I feel good about it. Uh, but you know, yeah. But you know, it's 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 the Phillies in Miami in September. Yeah. So and gonna... and listen, listen. Last thing, Joey Wendell, you're a Westchester guy. You're you're a PSAC member. Hey, calm down with 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 the backbreaking hits against the Phils. Like <laughs> it's not the time for it. Like we're trying to make the playoffs here. Enough with it. Like just you know. Do it for me, a fellow. Uh, and your family and friends and most yes. of the people you've known, I'm sure. Yes. Like, let's calm down there, Joey. Yeah. Do it for us, Joey.
Come on. All right. Um, all right. Uh, again, one last thank you to Gleason's Bar and uh, Miller Light for making that happen. We had the best time um, with everyone there, not Lisa, but with everyone else who did show up. Yep. Um, and uh, let's go to Miami and not suck in September. That'd be pretty cool. He's Prism Seltzer's. Awesome.